just because we have the title of fathers, and I'm a father, I'm a spiritual father, I'm a natural father, okay, I'm spiritual father over 40, 42 years, I think, in the body of Christ. So I'm going to speak to you as a spiritual dad today, okay? And so one thing about spiritual dad, you, you can't impress us. Yeah, okay, it is what it is. We're here. We love you. We're spirit. We've seen everything. We've been around the block a few times, okay? We've been through life experiences. So we know about uh, what you're going through. We know all of that. And, and God has blessed us and, and we've overcome a lot of the things. Just because you have the title of father doesn't mean we automatically function as a father. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes discipline and being mentored to be a godly father. Just because you can make a baby doesn't mean you're a father. It shows you're a male man. Not a male man, okay, but a male man. Males were born males. You had no choice in it. But you have to choose to be a godly father. It's a choice to be a godly father. Being a father and developing as a godly father, watch this, is on the job training. I wish he would have gave it, okay, this is what you do, this is then we wouldn't have needed him. So every problem that you face as being a father, you got to go to him. How do I do this? And he tells you, watch the quote. The nature of impending fatherhood is that you're doing something that you're unqualified to do, and then you become qualified while doing it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? When you finally got the father and the mother thing down pat, your children left. <laughs> Okay, we ain't, got nobody, we ain't got nobody to teach anymore, you know. Watch the next quote. Fathering is not something perfect men do, but it's something that perfects the man. Well, that's in that the truth. <clears throat> you, you know, when we come to church, we think we all got it together, okay? Then all of a sudden when we get around our kids, what's in us really comes out of us. <laughs> Wow, where did that come from? God's perfecting you, okay? Let me show you the progression of becoming a father. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the father. I've written to you fathers because you've known him from the beginning. I write to you young men because you're strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Notice this, the progression of a, you're a male, then you're a child, then you're a young man, then you're a husband, and then you're a father. You notice it doesn't say you're a young man and then you're a father, then you're the progression of it. There's so much in this. When you're a young child, I'm dependent. I'm dependent on other people to take care of me. So watch this, I'm going to help you. But when you become a young man, you're becoming independent. There's that tug of war. Okay, of being dependent and independent. I want the security of being dependent on somebody that pays the bills. <laughs> Come on. But yet I want to be free to make my own decisions. So actually when you become a young man, you become independent. So independence, it's a natural progress, okay? But you have to know how to work with it. You have to be able to see it and then instruct young kids how to deal with that. that then you have to learn submission. Okay, but when you become a father, you're interdependent. I need you. You need me. I've got something to impart to you. So watch this. By looking at the progression the father has experienced, 
He's because, he has some victories under his belt that he can pass to his children. He has known the Father. He has experienced in the word of God, the wisdom of God concerning life and God's purposes of life. Today we have babies making babies so that there is no fathers. What you're seeing in the world today is an absence of fathers, okay? When there are no fathers in the house, there's no experience and the knowledge of God to pass down. Watch this. In the beginning, before God gave Adam a wife, and before he, before he gave him children, he gave him a job. That's a lot of wisdom right there. Well, so, so ladies, young women, okay, let's right here, look at me. This is from an old man talking to y'all. First thing, if a young guy, you're getting excited about him, you boy, that's my man, that's, that's, that's the one. Uh, first thing you gotta do, uh, you got a job. <laughs> Can I check? Let my daddy check your financial statements. <laughs> See? Because why? Because I'm taking care of her. She costs money to take care of. Do you have money to take care of her? <laughs> Same thing is the truth. Why? Because listen, you might say your money doing funny, but when you listen, if you don't have no money to take care of her, we're going to find out how much love you really have. And all the fathers said, Amen. okay. So watch this. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. God gave him a job description right there. Your job is to dress it and to keep it. I'm going to be getting into some, some other stuff in a second. This is just laying foundation. Dress means to cultivate, to develop it, to make it fruitful and bring out the best of it. To keep it means to protect it, to be a watchman of it. So husbands, this is how it is. You're to cultivate your wife and your family to bring the best out of them to bring them to fruitfulness. You're to protect them, watch them. So there is an inherent ability given to every man in this place to cultivate and to protect. That's on the inside of you. Now, whether you operate in it, that's a different story. But today I'm going to teach you on some things and you're going to say, okay, that's where it's at. Okay, that's what it means. He used to watch over the garden and to protect it, was to cultivate it, make it fruitful, and bring the best out of it. I'm going to teach you how to bring the best out of your wife, out of your girlfriend. This is part of being a man, a husband and a father. Cultivate your family and keep it, protect it. Adam was also to teach and instruct his wife and family about what God said. He was to pass on the information to his family. Look at Genesis 2, 16 and 17. The Lord God commanded the man. You notice he didn't command the woman. He commanded the man, the father. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you'll not eat of it, for in the day you eat thereof you will surely die. So God gave it to the man. The man was supposed to teach his wife. The man was supposed to teach the kids. The man was supposed to do all of that. Watch that. So we see God's plan for him a job and gave him a job description on what he was supposed to do, how he was supposed to do it. Today we see mostly women taking the lead. But in the beginning, it was man who was to lead his wife and the family. Man was the foundation of God's family on earth. Just like Jesus is the foundation of the spiritual family of God on earth. Fathers are the foundation of the family on earth. Foundation. Watch this. Foundations give stability. It gives strength. 
And it gives security. That's what foundations do. So I says, when the man is in the house, they have stability, they have strength, and they have security. When the man's not in the house, you have no stability, you have no strength, and you have no security. Isn't that right? Stability. Foundations of the house are not seen. But you find out what kind of foundation you have when the storms come. Find out what you got. When hurricanes come, it's the foundation that gives stability to the house. The same is true with the fathers. They give stability to the house. When problems come, that man can calm everything down. Okay, when there is a shaking going on, when there's problems in the family, that man can, can calm everything down through his relationship with God. That's what was supposed to bring the stability to Adam and Eve's house was Adam, because I can talk, I can walk and talk with the father. I'm going to talk to him. I've never been a father in my life. And so no, nobody, nobody ever wrote a book about it. So there is no, so I'm just going to talk to the one who made me a father. I'm going to get my information from him and I'm going to tell you what he's saying. Bring stability. It brings stability. Look at Luke 6, 46 through 49. Why call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things which I'm saying? Whosoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you to whom he's like. He's like a man who built a house and dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house. It could not shake it. 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 For it was founded upon the rock. But he that hears and doesn't do it is like a man without a foundation. Built a house upon the earth, against which the, the, the storms beat vehemently against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Fathers build upon the rock of God's word. When the storms of life come, they give stability in unstable times. We're in unstable times. Today, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But men of God... Godly fathers have built their families on the word of God. They act on the word in the face of storms. What you're armed with is how you will respond when a storm comes. He's been digging deep. Foundations are not seen. So what he's doing in his private times, you can't see it. It only shows up in public when the storms come. It reveals what he was doing in private. Godly fathers build and dig into the rock when no one sees them. They're prepared for the storms that come. Not if the storms are coming. Listen, if you're in a good time, praise the Lord. You need to be digging in the word of God when things are good. Hearing the word, speaking the word, getting around godly men. Why? Because the storm is coming. That's a bad confession. No, it's a true confession. They're coming. Why? Because you live in a bad world. Come on. Watch this. When financial storms come, they're built on the rock. When sickness comes, they're built on the rock. When their children's storms come, they're built on the rock. They weather the storms and come out better through the storm. They get experience through the storms of life. That's why spiritual father, I've known him from the beginning. I know what he did right here. I know what he did then. He'll do it over here. That's why you see in the Bible when the elders died off, there was nobody to pass down what God did for them. So then Israel ran wild. There was no stability, no strength, no security. So they started doing whatever they wanted to do. Why? Because there was no elders and no leaders to pass down the knowledge of God. 
So spiritual fathers, we pass down what God has done for us. Okay? You never know what God could, if God could do something if you've never gone through it. We all want a testimony, right? How many of you want test? <laughs> but watch this. That's what makes you. That's what develops your character. I want to tell you, that's where characters forged at, is in fire. That's, you know, we, there, I was in the, there was a fire standing next to me. That song we sing, okay? Okay, that's true. When I was in, listen to this, this is so good, and you need to take a little note on this. When I was in pastoral care, I would tell couples, I counsel for premarital counseling, get a journal when they first got married. And write in it concerning every storm and every problem you faced and how God came through for you. Then when your children get married, give them the book of wisdom on how God delivered you from the storms of life and give it to them. It only took me 20 somewhat years to gain this here. This is worth millions of dollars here. It gives strength. Look, it gives strength. There's, I want to tell you, there's something about when you go talk to somebody that's been around the block, somebody that's been, when they tell you, and they, you tell them about a problem, and they look at you square, and everything's going to be okay. You're going to come out of this. I remember when I'd go meet my dad, my dad said, you'll be all right. You're going to come out of that. And listen, my daddy wasn't too much of a godly man. You know, but I want to tell you, when he said it's going to be all right, it did something. It did something to me. Foundations give strength to the house. Fathers give strength to their home through their knowing the father. Daniel 11.32 says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I remember when my daughter had cancer. Two weeks before, she had a lump in her breast. So she, she came, could you pray and, and see what the Lord says about it? She, Mom was there. So I, I got in the prison, Lord, what about, what about this, this lump deal? Tell us Psalms 103 that I redeem her life from destructions. So when she came, said, did the Lord speak to you? I said, yeah. He told me, he redeems your life from destruction. Two weeks later, they come back with a diagnosis of cancer in her breast. So they came home, and they were weeping and crying and all that, which I know. I mean, I'm, my daddy had just come out of that. I mean, I'm hurting with them. I said, listen, we know the end results. He said, he redeemed your life from destruction. Tape it. Put it up on the mirror. Put, put it before you. Speak it. Meditate. I'm telling you, I'm giving you strength to go through it. Amen. Why? Fathers hear the voice. We walk with the father of fathers. We give strength. Watch this. Let's go to the next one. Security. Fathers give security to the family. And the children. When a father's in the house, he brings security to that family. Proverbs 18.10 says this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and save. Fathers know the name of the Lord. I know Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals me. So I could tell my daughter, Jehovah Rapha is the same all the time. I'm hearing from him. See, when, you, when you're going through a problem... You need to hear the voice of God. You have to get his voice speaking to you. Why? That's faith. When you hear his voice, faith comes alive. It comes alive. You have a now word. And when you share that word, it releases the strength and the power of God to the person you spoke to. Faith comes alive in them. Even when their life is getting wrecked, you speak that word, all of a sudden that gloom and doom leaves them and hope comes alive. Their faith rises up to grab hold of it. Yes. Okay? So that's what fathers do. We give stability. I want to read this. 
Listen, this is so good. It must be true because I got it in the notes. Just joking. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever noticed this, though? Watch this, men. I'm talking to the men right now. Have you ever noticed the foundation of your house? It never draws attention to itself. Hey, I'm a foundation. No, they got it buried deep in the mud. In the, I mean, when nobody looks at it. The only thing people see is that beautiful home. But they never look at this. So watch this. This is for men. When a scene gets all the attention, fathers never draw attention to themselves. They do what they do for their families because they're foundations of their families. So today, we make a big to-do about fathers. We honor fathers for all they do, all the sacrifices you make, the giving of yourself for your family and God's family that goes unnoticed by some, but not the father of fathers. He sees what you do for your family and for his family. He says to you today, well done, my good and faithful servant. Listen, I did not say You did everything perfect because none of us do. But you did your best. You go to him. Did you do your best? You did everything? Yes. That's all I'm asking. I'll help you. I'll give you some mercy for your mess ups. And I'll give you some grace to change your mess ups to a message. I'm going to make your mess a message. Why? With the mercy of God. When you don't know your purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. Now listen, I didn't get to my message yet. Okay, there's just foundations, okay. I'm going to get to my message in a minute. I'm getting there. I would love a voice like Gerald. Lord, give me that type of, and I could sing like that, dear God. I probably wouldn't be preaching, I'd be singing up here. Psalms 82.5 says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are off course. Men, husbands, and fathers are the foundation of the homes, the cities, the states, and governments. When men, husbands, and fathers don't know their purpose and their role as a man, their role as a husband, and their role as a father's, The foundations are the fundamental principles of which God created you to function in is off course. Watch, when you're off course, there's no stability, there's nothing. It's God that gives stability to your life. When we don't know and have understanding of our roles and functions of which God intends for us to walk in and operate in, It throws the foundations off course. When the father doesn't know and understand his role as a father in the family, the foundations of which God created him to operate in is off course. When the foundations are off course, there is no stability, there is no strength, and there is no security in the home. That's what we're seeing today in America and around the world. It's a man and a father issue. Not a wife, not children, fathers. Malachi, it's not on your nose. Malachi, this is what God says about Malachi. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon Fathers, I'm going to turn their hearts to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest the earth be smitten with a curse. What we're seeing is a curse happening all over America. Lawlessness, no respect, no honor. What? That's all taught in the home by the dad. Shout amen, somebody. That's pretty good. You're doing good. Okay. Let me give you some, the role, the role of a father in the home is the head. Five functions of the father. 
Now I'm starting to get into my message. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 3 says this. Be followers of me as I am also of Christ. So stop right there. To be a father, you're going to have to be led and taught to be a father. It's, listen, you're a male. We understand that. But if all you got, your knowledge of being a father is from your dad, some of the things your dad did was good, and some were not too good. Okay? You just, you ever heard this? You acting just like. <laughs> if you ever want to start a fight, just go tell that to your wife. Okay? <laughs> Yeah, you're just like your mama. Well, let me tell you something. Come over here. So I said, you need, you need, that's the truth. That's the truth. So you need be, you have to be imitators. You have to follow somebody. You have to be taught. So if you're not in a covenant relationship with somebody, you're out there doing your own thing. You're not growing. You're not developing as a man, as a father. Why? They have to, you have to be taught. Now watch this. Now I praise you, brethren, but you remember me in all things. Keep the ordinances I've delivered to you. So they're going to give you some stuff to keep them. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Fathers are the head of the house under Jesus. Every head, the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. The head of Christ is God. Men are not more important than the woman in the house. Okay? But they have different functions and responsibilities than the wives. Equal in value, different in functions. Just because you're the head doesn't make you a dictator. I'm the head. I remember my daddy. My daddy used to sit, sit down like uh, king for the day. I'm king. Woman serve. My mama would serve him food like a king. I wonder, what's wrong with you? I mean, but my daddy expected it. You know what I'm saying? He was just, he expe- in the olden times, that's what they expected. They'd sit down there. And I'm not saying that you don't do that. I mean, you do it, but it's out of a heart of humility and love. You serve out of love. Every father should remember one day his son will follow his example, not his advice. What you do speak so loudly, we can't hear what you say. What makes a good father is a good son that's willing to follow. Fathers can lead. Because they're being led. Fathers have authority in the home because they're under the authority of Jesus and somebody else. Fathers lead. Number one, fathers are the head, so they lead. That's one of the five things. Paul says, follow me as I follow the Lord. Where the head goes, the body goes. Fathers set the example in the home. Fathers have an awesome responsibility to our families to lead them to Jesus. We set the example in our home. Two people, three people, okay, all right. I'm gonna get y'all all all clapping before we finish, okay? Watch this, let me give you another quote. It's easier to build strong children than to repair a broken man. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Come on. What? We lead like our fathers led us. If you're not being taught, you lead like your father led you. you how many of you remember Hank Williams Jr.? How many of you remember that song he made years ago, um, A Family Tradition? They said, Hank, why do you smoke? Why do you drink? Why do you smoke dope? He said, It's a family tradition. Well, he learned it from his daddy. And so he passed on. So watch, what was on his daddy came on him. So we can affect generations. We're to undo that and break those generational curses. 
by the renewing of our mind and acting on the word of God. Watch this. We lead, okay, set the example, by keeping your word. Okay, I'm going to come down right where we live at. This is my last day in Eunice today, so I'm going to hit you and run. <laughs> Pastor Jimmy can clean up after me. <laughs> Pastor Jimmy, come and correct all this mess here. Okay, what, okay watch this. What is the greatest thing you can leave out, children? <laughs> Your word. God gave us his word to build our lives upon. Because of the integrity of his word. We should have integrity of our word to give our children. When we say something, do we keep it? If we promise something, do we need to make it good. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He meant what he said. He said what he meant. He kept his word, the integrity of God. God and his word are one. You can't separate God and his word. You and your word are one. People, your family know you by your word. I remember years ago when in our 20s, me and Polly wasn't living together. God put us back together. So watch what he told me. Now, I'm being taught. I, didn't, I, I, I was pretty much illiterate. He said, keep your word. You and your word are one. If you tell her five o'clock, you coming. You bust that door down at five o'clock. You may, you rebuild trust in your family with your word. Let me ask you. Can your children and your wife trust you to keep your word? Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let, let, me, let me tell you, okay, what, we lead by keeping our word. We lead by repentance. Okay, suppose I didn't keep my word. Okay, this is what you do right here. This is what you do. I'm sorry. I didn't keep my word. Yeah, but you always do that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to repent. How about if I just repent to God? Yeah, but it's not God you didn't keep your word to. It's your family you didn't keep your word to. Yeah, God's going to forgive you. But he's, you know what he's going to tell you? Uh, go to him and go to them and repent. And keep your word. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I know it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that 40 times back then. But one day, you got to get to the point. Listen, if you want a change in your life, you have to keep your word. That's good. That's good pastoring, huh? Watch this. I'll put this down here, so I'm going to let you look at it. But I think they got some truth in it. My dad, now this is not me, this is a quote. My dad encourages us to fail. Growing up, he would ask us what we failed at in a week. If we didn't have something, he would be disappointed. It changed my mindset in the early stage that failure is not an outcome. Failure is not trying. We try to protect our kids that Christianity is all perfect. <laughs> have we set them up for failure? It's not. But watch, Christianity is you fall down, you get back up again, get the grace of God, and you keep going. I want to tell you something. If you've blown it, get back up. Get after it and shoot after it again. Go tell them you're sorry and go after it again. I have to go to my daughter. Listen, I'm, I blew it. I messed up. I'm so sorry the way I spoke. But from now on, I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm going to keep my word. If I told it to you, I'm coming. Okay? So we lead by love. Husbands, love your wife. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You have to die to yourself, putting on Jesus every day. It's a little bit dying, dying daily for the love of your wife and your kids. Number two, fathers are the eyes of the body. Fathers have eyes 
the eyes and the head which are over the body, the home. Fathers are the watchmen over their families. This is an inheritability God has given men and fathers. They see things that are dangerous and protect their family and their children. They develop seeing and sensing through prayer. Luke 21, 36 says this, Watch ye therefore and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. That's one thing when you start praying for your family, God lets you see things about them that disturb you. The, the kids they're hanging around, the stuff that they're bringing home, all of a sudden you start noticing their attitude changes. But you're seeing that. Watch. God lets you see something to protect. Watch this. That is in you. That is part of your inheritability of God. There's some things you knew about your wife, your kids, and you overrode it. And then after it came to pass, it hit you. I saw that before it even happened. I knew, what was that? That was the ability God gave you as a father. You have that same ability Adam has. You have it now. It's in you now. You, you can pray for it. The only thing you're doing is getting more sensitive to it when you start praying, but it's in you. It's through prayer you develop it, but it's in you. Okay? That's pretty good. I like that. Right. Number three, fathers are the ears to the body. Have you ever heard this? You're not listening. Have you? Or just me? Okay, I'm the only one. We, we say, I hear you. That's true, we hear. But there's a difference between hearing and listening. Come on. But we listen to someone, we turn to them and give them our undivided attention. Let me give you a quote. We listen to understand and speak to be understood. When we give someone our attention, we're saying to them, we love you and you're valued. You're valued. Have you ever noticed this? Somebody's talking to you, you're on your phone. Or they're telling you, I want you to go throw out the, the garbage. Or you're reading the newspaper. I'm so tired. And all these things. You're not listening. I hear you. But you're not listening. You watch this. If you would develop listening, what they're saying is just fruit. When you listen and you develop it, you get down to the root. You start listening to the intent. All of my counseling, they would come in and they have all these problems, but I would listen to what they were saying, but in here, it was the intent. This is what you mean. This is what you really mean. How you got that? I said, I listened to you. Where that came from? Developed it. Come on. Why? What they're saying is not really what they mean. <laughs> Where did that come from? Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay, y'all can edit that in the thing if it's not right. So watch this. Look what God says. Look what the Lord says. First Peter 5, 6 and 7. Humble yourself or therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him. For he cares for you. So watch this. When you come to the Lord, watch what 1 Peter 3.12 says. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. You know, when you come to God, he's not talking to Gabriel. He's not looking at the 24 elders. He's not looking at all that stuff. When you come to him, he's looking at you. Face-to-face -face relationship. Speak. I'm listening to you. This is what I want. This is what I need. That's not really what you need. You need this. 
I need money. No, you need wisdom. I need 500 bucks. Okay, if I give you the 500, you'll develop some wisdom? Yeah, okay, here you go. <laughs> the next month you come, I thought you were going to take care of get some wisdom. I forgot. Okay, now we've got to get wisdom a different way now. You have to walk, walk through it. Why? To develop you. This is what I've learned about God in the last 40 some odd years. Y'all ready? You can mark this down and look at it every now and then. He's not an enabler. And he's not codependent. Okay. He's not an enabler. He won't just let you keep wallowing around in defeat. How do you know that? I read the Bible. The prodigal son. You notice that the father didn't go get him out of the pig pen? The father was looking at him. Okay, how long this is going to take? How long are the pigs going to have to teach him a lesson? How long is the hog slop going to have to teach him something? Then when he came to himself, all of a sudden, I'm going back to my father. Watch this. Then what happened when he came back to the father, see, when you're an enabler and codependent, you want to bring comfort while their character's not changed. The pig pen teaches you character so that the comfort automatically comes by your choice. That's good preaching. That's just good. That's solid teaching there. Okay? That's pretty good. I like that. You have the Father's attention in prayer. Fathers give your wives, fathers give your wives attention, your children attention. Listen to them. Build up their value and their love. How can I build up my children and my wife? I'm, I'm drinking coffee. Come on, listen. Me and my wife, we've done this. I make her coffee every morning. I go wake her up at 7. We go sit down and we will talk and I'll read. We'll talk and talk about anything for an hour and a half every day. We've been doing that for the last almost, well, 40 years, over 40 years. Drinking community coffee and talking. And we made this pack. You can talk about anything. And we're not going to judge one another. If something's not sitting right with you, you can say it without being fearful of being condemned or judged. This is, when you come into this circle here, okay, all that religiosity is off. Speak. I don't care how you feel. Speak it. That's protection. See, I see this part. My wife comes with me. We see 360 now. She's the eyes where I don't have eyes. She can tell me about a person that's coming up to me. And if that person has a wrong motive, you better watch that, that person there. Watch them. Why? They're just trying to get close to you. And their, their motives are wrong. I listened to that. Before, I used to, you don't know what you're talking about. And guess what? Sure enough, I'd get in a mess, I'd get in a bind, and she was that time. And the Lord had to tell me, hey, wake up. Wake up. I put her with you to protect you. Start using that protection I gave you. So then I started listening to her. Is this doing y'all some good or just me? Boy, y'all ready for a good one now? <laughs> Fathers are the nose of the body. Fathers have a sense of smell. Not that they stink. <laughs> Sometimes we do. But they have an inherent ability to give them to function as the role of the head in the body that enables them to sense things they can't see. You have it. It's in you. You have that ability. It's on the inside of you. They can sense if their wife is having a bad day before they even get home. They can sense if one of their children is not doing good. They can sense if their children is hanging around with the wrong crowd. 
If you would look back on the things you sensed and you overrode it, it be, and it came to pass, you would have confidence to operate more in it than you do. All the things I'm telling you is what you are. Not what you got to work for. You don't have to work. It's there. It's in you. You just got to develop what you got and be aware of it. If you're not aware of it, you can't use it. Come on. Listen, this is just great stuff. You sense things. Hebrews chapter 5, 13, 14. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. He's a babe. But strong meat belongs to them who are full age, even through by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. Pastor Randy, what does that mean? Every time you act on it, you start developing it. The more you act on it, the more you develop it. Okay, the less you act on it, you'll start operating in your flesh and get out of the things that God already gave you. Isn't that good? Number five. And I'm, I'm about ready to wrap this thing up. Number five, fathers are the mouth of the body. Fathers communicate the mind of Christ to their, their family. Just like Adam was to teach Eve and his family, but he didn't. Today, because fathers have spoken words over their sons and daughters, they've scarred them, held them back from what Jesus has for them. They're always dealing with words that their fathers have spoken over them. Fathers, our words are powerful. They enter into the heart of the family that we're over. Notice what Jesus said. Now watch this. I'm going to close. It's going to be a powerful word. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he may sanctify it and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the word that he may present it to himself a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, and blemish. So watch this. The church comes to him with all kinds of issues, but he washes his bride with the word and make, cultivates it and brings the best out of the bride to present it to himself a glorious bride. Amen. Husbands, you, fathers, you can do the same with your wife. Speaking over her what you want to come to pass. Looking at the best through the eyes and the lens of Jesus. Speaking over her to, to, to get out of her all the blemishes, all the spots, all the wrinkles. The wrinkles are the cares, the concern. Blemishes are her past. The spots are the flesh. You speak to the spirit man and it will come out of her. You, watch this, you speak to the flesh, you'll bind that, that stronghold in her flesh. That's pretty good, huh? I almost want to start praying in tongues here. Okay, but I'm not. All right. When we are disciples, that's why you need somebody to teach you. You know, you go tell somebody, man, you shouldn't be talking to my old lady. What the heck? My old lady. What the man is she? To you, to you she'll be old and ugly. To you. And you start looking for a younger girl. I'm meddling now, okay? All right. Watch this. Quote, people say the grass is always greener on the other side. The grass is always greener where you water. Let me tell you something. If your wife is beautiful and she doesn't excite you, it's because you've been watering the wrong thing. You got to start calling her beautiful. Calling her. You have a spirit of meekness and quietness on you. You have a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. You are the most beautiful thing I have. Dear God, I married up. I married over my, my qualifications. I married over my lead. Dear God, guess what? You start saying that, it'll change you. You'll walk around here. Dear Lord. Watch this. 
Notice what God told Adam. Watch this, the power of your words. Out of the ground, God, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, brought them to Adam and see what he would call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Whatever he spoke, that was it. Men and fathers, we're a product of the words of our fathers that spoke against us, spoke to us. You'll never amount to nothing. You're no good. You all are, that stayed with us. That's why you have to get disciple to take those words out of you and start putting in you the words of Christ over you. Watch this. If you don't change, you will speak about your wife the way your daddy spoke about your mama. Watch this. Your life is your garden. Your thoughts are your seeds. If your life isn't awesome, you've been watering the weeds. <laughs> you've been watering all, you've been watering the wrong things. Okay, you've been watering the spots, the wrinkles, and the blemishes. Start change your watering system. Watch this. Speak over your wife good words. You're the husband. The father, you're the father of your home. Speak over like a man of God. This is who you are. This is who you are. When they say, I feel, your feelings have nothing to do with it. Your feelings come from a belief system. Let me give you another belief system. Let me start putting that in you. Every time I look at you, this is who you are. This is where I'm going to act like it. I'm going to talk like it until you rise up to it. Watch this. Father, speak over your children. Isaiah, boy, this is a powerful word now. Isaiah 59, 20 and 21. The Redeemer shall come to Zion unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that's upon you and the words which I put in your mouth shall not depart out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed's seed, saith the Lord. Our words are so powerful, they go into generations. So when I'm discipling, I'm discipling my son, my daughter, I'm affecting generations with my words. With the words that a husband, let me tell you something, the mama can speak, but when daddy speaks the word, Boom, it goes in them. Those words are penetrating. Why? Daddies have authority. God put them in a place of authority. I'm almost finished. I want to show you this. This is what, now how many of you know Jacob, the deceiver? So what is it? Jacob's having another son. Genesis 35, 18. Now this is what the mama says. It came to pass as her soul was departing, this is Rachel. For she died that she called her son Benoni. You know what Benoni means? Son of my sorrow, my pain. So Jacob's listening to that. He stops when the mama speaks those words. He stops and says, no, he's not Benoni. He's Benjamin. He's the son of my strength. He's my authority. He's, he's the son of my power. That's who he is. He's not going to be called the son of my pain no more. He's going to be called strength. That's who he is. Watch this. His words negated the mama's words. Why? He has authority. You have authority in your home to change it. Look right here. You have authority in your house to change things with your words. Why? You're the daddy of the house. You carry weight. Your words are weighty. You can carry. You can change something. That's why young men and young women are like they are today. Because of the words that daddy has spoken. So we're going to change it. When you teach your son and your daughter, you teach your son's son and your daughter's daughter, you affect generation. That's pretty good, huh? 
Well, only thing I want to do now is pray a blessing on all the men, all the male men, all the husbands, all the fathers, as a spiritual father in this house. My words are waiting. My words carry authority in the body. I am going to speak over you words of blessings. Can somebody come take this out for me? Whoever. Get this out. Words of authority. I'm going to pray a blessing on every man. I'd like for the men to come line up and stand. Two lines right here. Every man right up in here. Just stand right up here. There you go, just like that. And then when I, when I lay hands on you, you're going to go out this way. One's going to go out this way. Let them all come. Get all lined up. I'm going to speak the blessing <clears throat> over you. Once I speak the blessing, I want you to receive it. I'll receive it. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to seal that by me laying hands on you. And the blessing, these words are going to come to pass in your life. Just like Jacob, he hurried in to get the blessing. And the blessing was you'll have the riches of heaven everything to do of heaven upon your life but he left with the blessing with nothing no silver no gold no cattle but he went to a foreign land and when he came back loaded silver gold cattle everything wife everything the blessing that I'm speaking today is going to affect you it's going to affect generations. The words that I'm going to speak today are coming on you. Because these words, what I'm doing today, the Lord told me to do it. He said, as a spiritual father, I want you to pray a father's blessing on my men. Not just fathers, males. So that they grow up and that blessing will influence their life. So here it goes. Y'all ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, <clears throat> I declare and pronounce over every man, every husband, and every father the blessings of the Father over their lives. I decree that they're courageous, filled with wisdom, strong in the Lord, mighty men of valor, lovers of truth, men of character, men of integrity. I decree over them, they're disciples of Jesus, known by their love for God, their love for their wives, their love for their children and all men. They walk in love. They walk in the favor of God. They walk as mighty men of God, filled with passion, filled with purpose to make Jesus known throughout their generations. They walk in the reality of their redemption, they are blessed of the Lord. They are known throughout their community as the seed the Lord has blessed. They add to their faith virtue, patience, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly love, and agape love. They love, they tend to protect their families, their communities, and the church of Jesus Christ. I decree over them, they're sober, and they're vigilant because of their adversary, the devil. Roams around as a roaring lion, whom they resist steadfast in faith, and the devil flees from them. They are the very righteousness of God in Christ. They're established in righteousness, far from oppression and terror. Fear does not come nigh them and their families, for they are the redeemed of the Lord. Redeemed from sickness, redeemed from poverty, Redeemed from spiritual death. For poverty, you've given them wealth. For sickness, you've given them health. For death, you've given them eternal life. Let the blessing of God overtake them, overwhelm them in every area of their life. 
their family and their occupation. I decree over them they are secure in who you've made them to be. They're free from pride, preeminence, popularity, prestige, and power. They make themselves of no reputation, but they take on the form of a servant. Like their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. They remain strong in the Lord when trials come. They do not back up. They do not shut up. They do not lay up, but they rise up. They stand up and they speak up for their Lord, their Savior, their family, and the church of Jesus Christ. I pray the blessings upon them in every area. Let the blessings of God flow in their life. In the name of Jesus, be blessed.